Amen. Well, this morning we're going to continue a series that we started last Sunday. Uh, and we started last week talking about uh, increasing your authority and changing your life. And one of the greatest frustrations that we probably experience as individuals is having a desire to change, but seemingly lacking the power to change. And so last week we started talking about how that we can experience transformational power in our life by simply beginning to take responsibility uh, for the things that God has put in our lives. And so this morning we're going to look in Matthew chapter 25 and we're going to just begin to read together the story. It's called the parable of the talents. And Jesus is speaking. He says, and again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. And then he, had, then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. And after a long time, the Lord of the servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. And his Lord said to him, Well done, you good and faithful servant. Let's stop right here for a second. He says, you were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. And so we find out that the Bible says, you were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. And we learned last week that the way that I increase my authority is it by taking responsibility. When I begin to take responsibility over the things that God has entrusted me, God then empowers me with authority. He says, you are faithful over a few things, I will now make you ruler over many things. So when I take responsibility for what I have, God gives me authority to walk in a new level of victory. Amen? And so we're going to begin to just kind of continue that thought today. Let's look at our next verse, verse 22. And the Bible says, And he also who had received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Let's talk about that for a minute. I want you to understand this morning, the main thing, one of the, one of the key ingredients that causes us to step away from responsibility is fear. The Bible says this man, he, he came to his master, he said, I was afraid, so I hid your talent. I was afraid, so I relinquished my responsibility. How many times have we looked at our lives and looked at our responsibilities and looked at the things that were entrusted to us, and how many times have we felt overwhelmed by what was ahead of us to such a degree that we allowed fear to cause us to relinquish our authority. Because sometimes, I mean, let's just be honest, sometimes you look at your life and you feel like there's no way I can do everything that needs to be done. And so what happens many times when that happens? We get overcome by fear, fear of failure, 
Fear that we're not going to be able to do what we need to do. Fear that we're never going to accomplish the goals that are before us. Fear that we're never even going to be able to fulfill our own dreams and visions. And what happens? Because of fear, we step away from responsibility and then ultimately relinquish our authority. Now I want you to understand one of the greatest schemes of the enemy. One of the greatest schemes of the enemy is that he wants to overwhelm you in your mind. I mean, have you ever had something that you had to do and you really didn't want to do it, but you knew you needed to do it, and you just dreaded it, and you put it off, and you dreaded it, and you put it off, and you finally got to the point where you just said, you know what, I'm going to get this done. And you stepped up and you did it, and guess what? Most of the time, it wasn't as hard as you thought it was going to be. But in your mind, you envision this thing as being so difficult and so challenging and so overwhelming that you literally just put it off and you put it off and you put it off. Why? Because in your mind, the enemy had created an imagination of defeat and despair that said this thing is too great, this thing is too hard, this thing will consume your life, you'll never be able to do it. And so what happens? Because of fear... We back away from responsibility. But all of us in this room have had those moments where when we faced the thing that we feared, it really wasn't that bad. And we actually walked out on the other side saying, man, I did that. That wasn't that hard. And we begin to recognize, hopefully we begin to recognize that you know what? The enemy works in our mind to create a vain imagination that puffs up our responsibilities to a point that they seem unbearable. I had a good friend of mine, he uh, used to attend our church, and, and he served three tours in Vietnam. And I was talking with him one day, and he said, Pastor Keith, he said, do you know why I served three terms in Vietnam? I said, I don't know why. He said, well, the first term, he said, I went, I was drafted, and I went, and I served my first term in Vietnam. He said, but right before I left, my wife got pregnant. And he said, when my first term ended, he said, I knew it was time for me to go back home, and I was going to be a father. He said, and I was so afraid of being a father that I volunteered for a second term. He said, and then my second term came to an end. And he said, the thought of going home and being a father scared me so bad. He said, I had been a soldier. I knew what it meant to be a soldier. I had been a husband. I knew what it meant to be a husband. He said, but the fear, the responsibility of being a dad scared me so bad. He said, I volunteered for a third term in Vietnam. And he said, finally, they wouldn't let me volunteer anymore, and they sent me home. He said, and you know what I found out? Being a father was one of the greatest joys of my life. He said, but the, the thought of the responsibility scared me so bad that I literally risked my life at war rather than going home to face the responsibility of being a father. And you know what I found out? I found out that happens over and over and over in our lives. Maybe we're not volunteering to go to war, but you know what I've seen? I've seen men take a little overtime. 
And we say we're volunteering for overtime because our family needs the money, but the reality is, is the weight of responsibility at home intimidates us. We know how to work our job, but we're struggling sometimes at being fathers. And instead of going home, we just go back to work. And the same thing happens over and over again. And I want you to understand that is one of the greatest schemes of the enemy. If he can create a vain imagination in your mind where he puffs up your responsibilities to such a point that it causes you to step away from what you should be doing and run to something else. I want to encourage you this morning. The Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear. Amen? When you find yourself confronted with the fear of responsibility, you need to understand something. This, this parable teaches us something. It says that God gave one guy five talents, one guy two talents, and one guy one talent. And this is what it says. He gave them those talents based upon their ability. So here's the good news. If God has entrusted it to you, then you are able to do it. If you have a family, guess what? You're able to meet the needs of your family. If you've got a job, guess what? You are able to meet the requirements of your job. If you have responsibility, everything that has been entrusted to you, God has entrusted it to you because you have the ability to do what needs to be done. So if it's been entrusted to your care, you can know that God has already equipped you with what you need because He won't empower you beyond what He has already given you the grace to walk in. So if it is entrusted to your care, you know this, I have the ability. And Joyce Myers makes one of my greatest statements, or one of my greatest, she said one of the greatest statements I've ever heard. She said, as a Christian, we have to learn that sometimes you have to do what God's called you to do, and you have to do it even when you're afraid. And I have found out, and you have found out, that when you face your fears and embrace your responsibility, God always shows up. God always shows up and all of a sudden you find yourself empowered with an authority that you did not have before. Why? Because you simply said, I'm going to take responsibility. And when you take responsibility, God endues you with authority to accomplish the task. Amen? All right, let's read the rest of this scripture. His Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant, you know that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. You ought to deposit my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I will receive back my own with interest. Therefore, take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. Now look at this verse. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given. I want you all to say that even more with me. Let's say it together. Even more will be given. I want to tell you something. God wants to give you more. When you are faithful with what you are given, God gives more. Right? When you're faithful with what you're, when you take responsibility for what God has given you, you know what happens? God gives you more. So how do I get more? How do I get more money? Be responsible with the money I have. How do I walk in greater authority in my family? Be responsible with what I have. How do I walk in greater authority in the church? Be responsible for what I have. How do I go to a new level? Be responsible 
for what I have. See, when you take responsibility for what God has currently entrusted you, it is that responsibility that releases God's authority into your life for you to begin to receive even more. And if you're here today and you say, you know what, I want more, well, then you have the opportunity to take more because all you have to do is take responsibility for what you have, and God will give you more. Amen? All right, let's look at our first point. We talked about this last week, just a quick recap. So we said responsibility produces authority. We increase our authority by taking responsibility over the things that have been entrusted to us. Responsibility produces authority. Let's look at our next point. You will never have authority over something that you refuse to take responsibility for. As long as you shift responsibility from yourself, you will lack the authority to change your life. As long as you say, I can't, right? I can't lose weight. I, I can't get out of debt. I, I, can't, I can't understand the Bible. I can't witness to people. I can't be a leader in the church, right? I, I can't leave my family. I can't seem to hold down a job. I can't, I can't, I can't. As long as you shift responsibility, as long as you blame other people, right? Well, I could if it wasn't for Danny, right? Because, you know, I'd really be prosperous, but Danny's holding me back, right? I could, but my family's holding me back. I could, but this person's holding me back. I would, be in, I would have a great life and a wonderful life, but you know what? My employer, he just, keeps, he just keeps working against me, and I can never seem to get ahead. As long as you blame, as long as you shift responsibility from yourself you will always lack the power to change your life because God only gives authority to those who take responsibility the moment you take responsibility God endues you with authority and all of a sudden change begins to happen now let's just think for just a minute if you think back a few years in your life everyone in this room may have been 20 years ago, it may have been two years ago, but all of us, if you'll just think for just a minute, let's think about it. There have been times in your life when you look back over your life where there were things that you thought you couldn't change. But now those things have changed, and they've changed for the good. And do you realize the only thing that changed, the only thing that happened, is that when you thought it couldn't change, you were making excuses for living the way you were living. But all of a sudden, somewhere along the line, you began to take responsibility for your life. And when you began to take responsibility for your life, guess what happened? Things immediately started to change. Things immediately started to change. Why? Because you took responsibility. So 20 years ago, you said, man, this will never change, but now it has changed. And the only reason it's changed is because you took responsibility. I shared with you guys a few weeks ago that I've kind of started going to the gym, trying to work out and get in shape a little bit. And uh, so a few weeks ago, I was at the gym, and I was on the treadmill, and uh, this lady comes in and gets on one treadmill over here next to me, and I mean, she just looks, I mean, she's just buff, you know. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm trying not to look at her because I'm intimidated by the fact that she's bigger than I am, you know, and so I'm just walking my little treadmill, and she's over here, but the preacher in me kicked in, you know. So I start talking to her and find out, you know, a little bit about her life, where you going to church, invite her to church, all that good stuff, and so in the process of talking to her, found out she just moved here, and uh, she was a Christian. And I said, what do you do for a living? She says, oh, I'm a personal trainer. I thought, yeah, of course, look at you. <laughs> you know. and, and so I'm talking to the lady, and she says, but eight years ago, 
I was 148 pounds heavier. And I was totally out of shape. And I said, what happened? She said, I got saved. God changed my heart. And I realized that with his help, I could change my life. And she said, and I took responsibility for my health. And now I've lost 148 pounds and I'm a personal trainer. I thought that is awesome. Right? Eight years ago, she thought she could never change. Eight years later, her life has radically changed, all because she took responsibility for her life. And she realized, first of all, my life will never change spiritually or eternally without Jesus. And then she also recognized that my life will never change without the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, and when she yielded her life to God and began to take responsibility for her actions, her choices, and her decision, her life began to radically change. Now here's the exciting thing. Not only did her life change, now she's an agent of change helping other people take responsibility and find the God-given authority that they need to change their own life. All because... She stopped shifting blame. She stopped excusing herself of responsibility. And she embraced the reality that there is authority if I'll only take responsibility. Amen? All right, so let's talk about three ways to increase your authority. We talked about the first one last week. We said, number one, you have to take responsibility for your attitude, your actions, and your decisions, right? So we talked about... All those things, Ephesians chapter 4, and without a doubt, all responsibility begins with personal responsibility. Until you take responsibility for your life, nothing will ever change. But the moment you take responsibility for your life, there is a divine empowerment by the Holy Spirit that enables you to experience supernatural change because God gives authority to those who take responsibility. Amen? All right, so let's look at our second element. second way we increase our authority is, number two, we're going to take responsibility. You have to take responsibility for your spiritual growth, for your spiritual gifts, and for the health of your church. You have to take responsibility for your spiritual growth, your spiritual gifts, and the health of your church. Now, let me make a quick statement. I understand that there are times in our lives where we, uh, God relocates us from one church to another. I understand that. But do you realize that we have a lot of people in our world today, uh, we call them church hoppers. You know, they're kind of like grasshoppers, they're just a little bigger, right? And, and they just jump from one church to another church to another church, and, and they never really put down roots anywhere. And they have this little excuse. You ever heard this little excuse? Well, I stopped going to church there because I just wasn't being fed. I want to tell you a great thought today. You are responsible for your spiritual growth. 
You are responsible for your spiritual growth. You are responsible. If you are not maturing in your faith, if you are not growing in your relationship with God, you cannot change, blame the preacher. You can't blame the worship team. You can't blame the church. If you are not growing in your relationship with God, it is because you have failed to take responsibility for your own spiritual growth. Now, the church has a responsibility, and we're going to talk about that in just a minute, because as your pastor, I have a spiritual responsibility along with the leadership of this church to create a place that will equip you and empower you to grow in your relationship with God. But how many of you understand, even if there is a place to grow and be equipped, if you don't take responsibility, it will never benefit you. And we've got a great place here for you to grow and for you to connect and for you to become. But if you don't take responsibility for your spiritual growth, you'll come to church, but you'll never be the church. And I want to say to you today, God doesn't just want us to come to church. God wants us to be the church. God wants us to be the living, breathing organism of Jesus Christ and to be instruments of righteousness that carry the glory of God into the darkness so that people can see who He is. And so you and I are responsible for our spiritual growth. Let me give you a couple scriptures this morning uh, out of the book of Peter. First Peter, excuse me, Second Peter chapter 1. The Bible says this, May God give you more and more grace and peace. As you grow in your knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. How many of you could use a little more grace and peace? Anybody? Well, y'all are really good. I don't need to come up here and preach to me. Anybody need a little more grace and peace? I mean, that's all right. Well, here's, let me tell you how you get it. The Bible says, may God give you more and more grace and peace as you what? Grow. As you grow in your knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. So how do you get more grace and how do you get more peace? you got to grow. And you got to grow in the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. See, the reality is, if you don't have grace and peace, it's not because it's not available, it's because you haven't taken responsibility to get in the Word of God and know God enough that you experience His peace. The Bible says God will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are set or stayed on Him. There is a peace in God, the Bible says, that surpasses all understanding. What does that mean? It means that when your world's falling apart, you still got peace. It means when there's chaos all around you, you still got peace. Why? Because there is a peace in God that surpasses understanding. It's not a peace that comes from circumstantial evidence. It is a peace that comes from being in a right relationship with God and growing more and more in the knowledge of God. So think about this. I can have more and more. Isn't that good? More and more. I mean, when I go to eat, I always want more and more, don't you, Matthew? Let's have a little more and a little more, right? Man, I like more and more. More and more grace and peace as you grow. You are responsible for your spiritual growth. You cannot blame anyone else for your lack of maturity. You are as mature in Christ as you have taken responsibility to be. And when you take responsibility to grow in, your, in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ, you know what happens? God gives you authority. God gives you authority to walk in His grace and walk in His peace and know Him in a way that you've never known Him before. Let's read the rest. This is some good stuff. By His divine power, God has given us everything. Y'all say everything. 
God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. So everything you need to live a godly life has already been given to you. Amen? All you got to do is grow. Amen? We have all received, we have, we have received all of this by coming to know Him. So how do we receive everything that we need to live a godly life? We've got to come to know God. We've got to grow in our relationship with God. The one who called us, by, called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. Look at this next verse. It says, and because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature. How many of you could use a little more Jesus in you? Anybody? A little more his divine nature on the inside of us and escape the world's corruption caused by human desire. Look at that. God has given us great and precious promises that through the promises of God, we can share in his divine nature and escape the corruption that's in this world because of human lust and human desire. There is victory this morning, amen, in Christ as we know him, as we grow in the grace and the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Look at this next verse. In view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. In view of all this, make every effort, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Let me ask you a question. How much effort are you making to grow in your relationship with God? How much effort are you making to grow in your relationship with God? Anybody in here like to grill out? Very good. I'm not a great griller. Uh, I, I make a lot of blackened stuff when I grill. And uh, so we have blackened chicken and blackened hamburgers and blackened hot dogs. And so Kelly's praying for my grilling skills to improve. But... Um, I, I've talked to some guys that are pretty serious about grilling, and you know what I found out? If you're going to cook a nice meal, it's going to take a lot of effort. I mean, I'm starting to talk to guys, you know, and they're like, man, I got my meat, and I'm marinating, and I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I'm like, what in the world? I'm they're talking stuff. I don't even have a clue what they're talking about. But I know this. I know that if you're going to cook a good meal, it's going to require some effort. It's going to require some effort. Now think about this. How much effort do we make to eat physically? We make a lot of effort, right? We're going to all leave here today, and we're going to go get something to eat. And you're going to make some effort. Either you're going to, you're going to cash out, you're going, to, you're going to pull out some money and pay somebody else to feed you, or you're going to go home and you're going to cook something up. And even if it's microwave, right, you're going to make a little effort because you know what? At the end of the day, we like to eat. Anybody here like to eat? We like to eat. I want to, I want to challenge you in this. How much effort are you making to feed your spirit? How much effort are you making to feed your spirit? Three times a day, you'll go out of your way to feed your flesh. How much effort are you making to feed your spirit? How much effort are you making to fuel your faith? Right? You're responsible. You are as mature as you have taken responsibility to be. Now, I hear people say this all the time. Well, Pastor Keith, I would read the Bible, but I can't understand it. 
Well, I'm going to help you take responsibility today, okay? I'm going to give you a couple clues this morning. I'm going to help you. Number one, taking responsibility for your spiritual growth means you've got to read the Bible. Here's, here's the first clue you need. Read a Bible translation you understand. I grew up on King James. I like King James. When I study, I study King James. But I'm just going to be honest. I don't preach King James. I use New King James and NLT because most people don't understand King James Bible. If you read it and you don't understand it, get a new Bible. Well, Pastor Keith, I mean, I had somebody tell me one time, well, I want to read what Jesus read. Well, you've got to go a long ways back before King James. I'm just telling you. Jesus did not read the King James Bible. Okay? King James is not Jesus-centered. I mean, it's, it's not the only translation. If you're reading the Bible and you don't understand it, get a translation you understand. Because information is the first step to revelation. Jesus said the Holy Spirit will bring to remembrance those things that I've already taught you. But if you heard him and you didn't understand him, it's going to be hard for you to receive what God wants to give you. So get a translation that you can understand. And then get online or buy a set of commentaries. Commentaries is a really simple thing. It means there's somebody that does understand the Bible that explains the Bible. And if you read a set of commentaries and you don't like that guy's interpretation of Scripture, get another set of commentaries. There's a bunch of them out there, okay? Study to show yourself approved. Make every effort to grow in the grace and the knowledge of Jesus Christ. How many of you went to college? Anybody here go to college? Y'all are a smart group, all right? How many of you, while you were in college, you took a class, may have been more than one class, but you remember there was one class you took and it was like, this is Greek. I don't have a clue what they're talking about. I don't understand this. This makes no sense to me. And then you start like, why in the world do I even have to take this class? It's not even going to apply to me. And you got all, you know, all that stuff would go through. But here's the reality. You took a class that you didn't understand. But you knew you had to pass that class in order to graduate and get your degree and go on and provide for your family. So guess what you did? You made every effort to pass that class. Right? You got in a study group. You asked people. You talked to people. You invited people to come in. You even paid people to tutor you because, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. I just got to pass this test. So whatever you got to do to help me understand what I don't understand, I've got to understand it because I got to pass this test because I want to graduate. What would happen if we made that same effort at understanding and reading the Bible? Because let me just tell you, one day there is going to be a test. And one day we are going to stand before God. And one day we are going to give an account for our life. And I believe one of the greatest, most significant things is what did you do with the revelation of my son that I gave to you through the word of God? Make every effort. You're responsible. Think about how much money we spend feeding our flesh. I mean, we're going to buy Miss Kelly an awesome Mother's Day meal today. and I don't even care how much it costs. I mean, I'll spend five, ten dollars. It don't matter. Don't even matter, right? We spend all kind of money feeding our flesh. Invest in some Bible study tools that will help you grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. 
What's crazy is, is I'll be talking to somebody, and they're like, Master Keith, I really want to grow. I really, and I'll say, well, I'll tell you what, why don't you go buy this book? And then they come back to me and say, man, that book's $10. You spent $10 at McDonald's yesterday, right? And it's going to give you a heart attack, and this thing's going to save your life, right? Invest. Put some effort towards your spiritual maturity. You're responsible. You are responsible for your own spiritual growth. Stephen, come on up here, brother. We're going to land the plane, right? Your spiritual gifts. Let's talk about this. Let me give you a couple of scriptures. Let's jump on down to Timothy if we can. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Paul told Timothy to stir up the gift of God. Stir it up. You're responsible God gives you the gift, but once he gives it to you, you're responsible to stir up that gift. Don't let it lie dormant. Don't wait. I mean, I have people all the time, well, if I had a position in the church, I could use my gift. Let me tell you something. You don't need a position in the church to use your gift. If you're not using your gift in your daily life, then it probably won't do us much good in the church. If it's just for Sunday morning showcase, Instead of for daily living for the glory of God, it probably won't do us much good. Start using your gift right where you are in every situation of your life. Whatever the gift God has given you, stir it up and begin to minister that gift one to another. Stir up. You're responsible. You might say, well, Pastor Keith, I don't even know what my gift is. Wonderful. We're going to help you. Because our job is to create a place here at Liberty Church, where you can grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ, where we can equip you for the work of the ministry and help build you up into the things that God has called you to do. So let me tell you how we're going to do that. We have, a, we have a couple paths forward. Number one, we have what's called a connection track. Every Sunday at 1130, the first Sunday of every month, we have what's called step one, follow. We're going to talk about what does it mean to follow Jesus. How many know before you join the church, you need to follow Jesus? <laughs> Step two, we're going to talk about connect. What does it mean to connect to this local church? Who we are, where we're going, how you can be a part of it. Step three, we're going to take you through a spiritual gift survey and help you get a spiritual assessment of the spiritual gifting that God has given you and understand your personality and therefore understand your leadership style. Step number four, we're going to connect you to one of our ministries here at the church where you can begin to use your gifts and your talents for the glory of God. But guess what? Step one, step two, step three, and step four are useless unless you take responsibility to actually plug in and begin to use your gift for the glory of God. We also have a thing called our growth track. We've got our journey class and encounter weekend. And that growth track, man, it is life-changing. If you want to be catapulted into the things of God and really learn who Jesus is and what God wants to do in your life, that journey class will launch you forward into your freedom. It is astounding what God will do. But you can't come to church. You've got to be the church. See, I have a responsibility. Ephesians 4, let's look at it. The pastors and leadership here at Liberty Church have a responsibility. The Bible says these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. Now look at this next verse. And their responsibility. Here it is. Here's the responsibility of the leadership of Liberty Church. Our responsibility is to equip God's people to do His work. It's not my responsibility to do the work. It's my responsibility to equip you to do the work. You are the ministers of the Lord. 
the leadership of the church, we are actually ministers to ministers. We minister to the ministers who minister to the body of Christ. That's our job. That's our responsibility to equip God's people to do His work and build up the church, the body of Christ. And so we have created we have created systems here at Liberty called the Connection Track, called the Growth Track, and called Small Groups where you can be equipped and encouraged. We want to build you up and we want to equip you to do the work of the ministry. Now I want to tell you why. Look at that next verse. It says, Jesus, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. You have a place. Look what it says. And each part does its own special work. You have a part to play. You have a place to fill and a part to play. You have a responsibility. This is your church. Right? You come here every week. You, you see me in Walmart and you call me pastor. Right? Hey, Pastor Keith. But you know what? You've got a responsibility. Not only for your own maturity, not only for your spiritual gifting, but you also have a responsibility to help Liberty Church be healthy, growing, and full of love. And let me say this to you today. You never fulfill your responsibility by just sitting in a chair. You are more responsible than that. You're responsible to connect, to grow, to serve. You have a place and you have a part. Now here's the good news. When you find your place and you do your part, you come alive. You will come alive because you were created to be a part of something that is healthy, growing, and full of love. And when you do your special part, Lives are changed, and there's nothing like it. There's nothing better than knowing that you're a part of something that's making an eternal difference in other people's lives. We're going to fulfill our responsibility. I'm just going to tell you, we are consistently striving, praying, believing, researching, and looking for the greatest ways to connect, grow, equip, and build up the body of Christ. But all of those processes are useless unless somebody takes responsibility and says, I'm going to do my part, I'm going to fill my place, and I'm going to make a difference. Now there's a whole other next point to this series, and I guess we're going to get to it in a few weeks, okay? Because next Sunday, y'all are in for a special treat. Pastor Rick's going to be preaching at the 9.30, 11.30 service, me and uh, Pastor Keller are going to be in Michigan ministering at a church. The following Sunday, Dr. Ray Self is going to be here ministering. If you've never heard Dr. Ray, you're in for a great treat. He's a great teacher, powerful prophetic minister. And so the end of the month, uh, we'll wrap up this series. So Miss Mary, taking notes over there. There's one more point. We'll get to it in two weeks. We're responsible, guys. Here's the good news. When you take responsibility, God gives you authority the power to change happens when you step up and say you know what I'm responsible my spiritual growth my spiritual gift and my church I'm responsible